Welcome to the Immortal Souls Podcast, where we explore the history, stories, myths, legends, and hype that make shoes what they are today. We are Jared and Nick, two brothers with a passion for shoes. We are excited to have you along for the journey. What you just heard is what it sounds like at the summit of the highest point on Earth, Mount Everest. People have always pushed it to the limit when it comes to exploring the Earth we inhabit. For that very reason, intrepid adventurers seek to conquer crazy feats like scaling Everest or Annapurna, the 10th highest mountain in the world, with the highest fatality rate claiming over 30% of lives of those who attempt. Pretty scary stuff. Now, there are all types of scary. Something can be scary because it's dangerous, or because it's creepy, or has a bad reputation of being haunted, or something like that. Today, we are going to talk about things that are scary because they are dangerous. More specifically... This is part one of a two-part episode of The Scariest Hikes in America. In the spirit of walking roads, or trails less traveled, we are going to go through our list of the 10 most dangerous hikes in the United States. Next time, in part two of this episode, we will cover our top 10 haunted hikes in the United States. So, let's get into it. Number 10, Devil's Path, New York. New York State's Devil's Path, located in the Catskill Mountains, is considered by many to be the most demanding hike on the East Coast. The Devil's Path, named by Dutch settlers who thought that only a hooved demon could scramble across these rocky, serrated summits, claims well over 4,000 feet of hard-fought elevation gain, half a dozen major peaks, and lots of perilous traverses along its 24 miles. The reason it's so treacherous is because it consists of hitting the summit of five of the Catskill's 35 high peaks, dropping straight down into the deep notches in between each before regaining elevation. All told, there's roughly 14,000 feet of ascent and descent over the course of the trip. At times, the trail takes you up rock faces that seem more suited to climbing than hiking. And in the desolate wilderness, only a single road crosses the remote path across the mountains. The eastern portion of Devil's Path has the classic sections, including a six-mile round-trip hike up Indian Mountain. Inexperienced hikers or those with a fear of heights should not venture up this one. It's a steep, unrelenting climb with sections that require hikers to hoist themselves up by grabbing onto slippery roots. Another spot has what's called a chimney, where hikers navigate a 10-foot cliff. In many spots, tripping and falling could have deadly consequences. 
you'll also have to contend with moss-covered rocks, deep mud, and water on the path. According to officials, someone dies almost every year on Devil's Path, whether from a fall or from a heart attack. Number nine on the list is Mount Rainier. Mount Rainier towers over the Cascade Mountain Range of Washington State at 14,410 feet. It is affectionately referred to as the Mountain by Washingtonians. Such a large mountain has obvious appeal for climbers the world over. Over 10,000 people attempt to climb it each year, and well over half of those people do not make the summit. Each year, there are rescues, injuries, and even fatalities on Mount Rainier. At least 400 people have died while hiking and climbing Mount Rainier since 1900. A mountain as big as Mount Rainier can generate its own weather. Warm, moist air flows in from the ocean and hits the cold glaciers and rises up the face of the mountain. What is an otherwise bluebird day at the base of the mountain can be a total whiteout with hurricane-force winds on the summit. High winds, snow, rain, whiteout, and freezing temperatures can all contribute to the dangers of the mountain regardless of the season. The weather can change rapidly as well, catching an unprepared team in a very precarious situation. Flying snow, wind, and poor visibility can make a rescue impossible. Other major hazards while climbing Mount Rainier include frequent avalanches, crevices which are large gashes in the ice that can be very deep and nearly invisible underneath a layer of soft snow, dehydration, rock and ice falls, and altitude. Yes, getting to the top of Mount Rainier can be very dangerous, but if it weren't, wouldn't that take all the fun out of it? Number eight, the maze. The maze is an area of Canyonlands, Utah. Now this hike is interesting because it is extremely hazardous and potentially dangerous. Yet, so far, the hike itself, the maze, has yet to claim any lives. Why, you might ask? One big reason is because its challenges intimidate everyone but the most canyon-savvy trekkers. The maze is virtually trailless, and it sees just 2,000 people per year compared to the more than 264,000 that visit the Canyonlands in all. And most maze visitors travel by Jeep, which usually ups the safety margin. The maze is difficult to reach, almost impossible to navigate, and is full of dead-end gullies. It always presents the danger of rock falls or deadly flash floods. The sheer danger of the place, which rangers emphasize to any and all visitors, has kept fatalities in the area to zero, though there was a double suicide in the summer of 2013. Even the rangers in the park are kept on a strict itinerary of regular check-ins and satellite phone communications. Death and accidents in the rest of the Canyonlands, however, are a regular occurrence and show just how deadly the maze would be if anyone could get there. This is one hike where you definitely do not want to adventure off of the beaten path. Number seven, Denali. 
The Alaskan wilderness is of a completely different scale than most places on Earth. Essentially a different planet, it's remote, vast, and truly wild. It's populated by a few humans, but many very large and powerful animals. Perhaps this is all part of why it's so appealing to many. Denali, which is also known as Mount McKinley, is perhaps the perfect expression of it all. While there are extensive bus routes and comfort stations for casual hikes in the area, to attempt the continent's highest peak requires an arduous journey of bushwhacking through the shrubbery, confronting treacherous winds and ice, dealing with the possibility of altitude sickness, the summit does top out at 20,000 feet, not to mention the possibility of encounters with black bears, grizzly bears, moose, and others. Despite an increase of successful climbs over the last decade, typically just over 50% of aspiring climbers make it to the summit at all, and more than 100 have died trying over the past century. Number 6. Rover's Run Trail Rover's Run is a trail located in far north Bicentennial Park in Alaska's largest city of Anchorage. The trail is actually great. Lots of hard-packed dirt, beautiful scenery, perfect for running, hiking, biking, not a lot of steep grades. So why does this trail make the list? Well, as you can probably guess, bears. Lots and lots of bears. Although many say the dangerous stigma of this trail is a bit of an urban legend, the truth is, is that anywhere in remote Alaska can be very dangerous, even if it's just a remote trail located in the middle of an action-packed city. In the case of the Rover's Run Trail, there have been numerous reports of bear maulings on the trail over the years. In the dense forest with the skinny winding trail, it's not difficult for a bear to be roaming in the nearby area without a person noticing that they are even there. Anchorage is a beautiful city filled with amazing trails for residents and visitors alike to enjoy. But if you are going to venture into the woods, just be sure to be prepared for anything that can happen. In recent years, biologists have urged hikers and bikers alike to stay away from Rover's Run Trail, as there have been greater numbers of sockeye salmon returning to the waterways around the trail, which has obviously resulted in a greater number of grizzly and black bears, which, of course, will increase the number of bear attacks on hikers and bikers. And that brings us to the fifth hike on our list, and that is Angel's Landing. Perhaps the most famous excursion through the brutal, otherworldly red rock landscape of Utah's Zion National Park, Angel's Landing is also undoubtedly its most hair-raising. The two-and-a-half-mile trail leading to Angel's Landing is pleasant enough for nearly any level of hiker, with sections that are even paved. It's after you've surmounted Walter's Wiggles, which is a series of 21 switchbacks, and then Scout Lookout when you've reached the last turnaround point. From then, for the final half mile, it's a tight squeeze through carved rock, steep and narrow ridges, and points only accessible with the help of support chains that are bolted to the rock walls. I can actually personally attest to this. I've hiked this trail a couple of times and yes that last mile or so 
definitely gets the heart pumping and definitely gets that adrenaline coursing through your veins. Um, for the part where you're holding on to that chain rope, there's literally cliff on either side of you. It is definitely not for the faint of heart. Now, this trail was carved into the dramatic rock formation in the mid-1920s. At certain points of the final leg of the trail, the path, as I had have already mentioned, is only a couple of feet wide, and it has sheer drop-offs on either side of over a thousand feet down to the valley floor. So we're talking a pretty huge cliff. This hike is definitely not for someone with a fear of heights, and it should not be attempted when you're wearing your flip-flops or clogs. There have been around a dozen deaths from falling off this trail over the last 100 years, with many of them coming in more recent years as the trail has gained popularity, resulting in clogged trails and more and more people attempting the hike who are unprepared or who simply are unaware of what they are getting themselves into. Number four, Mist Trail, which is in Yosemite. Now, Yosemite might be considered the Disneyland of the National Park System. It's very family-friendly, it offers plenty of facilities with something to do for everyone, and for most, will also require standing in a long, long line. Still, to consider it domesticated would be foolish. In particular, the popular seven-mile round-trip Mist Trail literally hosts thousands of people per day during Yosemite's high season, which is in the summer. The trail has steel assist cables which line the final climb to catch the breathtaking view of Nevada Falls. And yet, more than 60 people have met their end on this path leading up to Half Dome, five in the past decade alone. More people die on the Mist Trail than almost anywhere else in Yosemite. And often it's not the waterfalls or the cliffs that are the culprits. It's the current. The river here apparently looks much less dangerous than it actually is. A hiker will slip into the water and find the current is just too strong to overcome and eventually get swept to a regrettable death somewhere downstream. Also, it is the rocks and support chains that can be wet from rain that also pose a significant threat you may not want to mess with. Number three, the Kalalau Trail in Kauai, Hawaii. Pictures of the dramatic and lush Nepali coast inspire many hikers' wanderlust, but the Kalalau Trail, which hugs this dramatic coastline, also triggers something far less dreamy, fear. The footing is twice as treacherous after the island's abundant rainfall turns the track into a literal slip and slide. Not too fun when you're edging along a 300-foot cliff that spills straight into a rocky surf. But despite such dangers... Tons of locals and visitors alike continue to make the 11-mile one-way pilgrimage to Kalalau, which is one of the world's most picture-perfect beaches. This remote trail requires hikers to cross three major streams, Kalalau, Hanakoa, and Hanakepe. These streams can rise and fall quickly, posing a significant risk to hikers in the water. Many portions of this trail are also incredibly narrow. One of the most notable narrow portions of the trail is known as Crawler's Ledge. It is found in the seventh mile of the trail and is characterized by an uneven, narrow ledge up against a cliff. 
this part of the trail is always treacherous, but it is particularly risky if it has rained recently. A single slip on this part of the trail can lead the hiker to death. In spite of its dangers, the Kalalau Trail is one of the most frequently traveled trails in all of Hawaii. In fact, many hikers arrive ready to hike the trail without fully understanding the dangers that lie ahead. A number of incidents have occurred along the Kalalau Trail. In 2012, for example, a woman fell near the beach waterfall on this trail and subsequently died. Another incident occurred in 2014, when a woman drowned while trying to cross one of the trail's three streams. Also in 2014, the island's fire department was forced to rescue 121 hikers in 48 hours because heavy rain had made it impossible for them to cross these streams. There have been numerous other injuries suffered by hikers on this trail, and deaths caused by people attempting to swim in the powerful surf below the trail. Haena State Park and Nepali Coast State Wilderness Park, which includes the Kalalau Trail, were closed in April of 2018 due to severe flooding and damage to the parks and roads after several storms that hit Kauai's north shore. As of June 17th, 2019, the Kalalau Trail is officially reopened and ready for visitors. Number two, the Bright Angel Trail in Arizona. Voted most dangerous hiking trail in America on many different lists and in many different discussions. The Bright Angel Trail is an iconic and perilous trek that takes adventurous hikers from the rim of the Grand Canyon all the way down to the Colorado and then back up to the rim. It's not so much the grade of the trail or the narrow passes as it is the desert weather that makes this a dangerous hike. Hazards that hikers can encounter along the Bright Angel Trail include dehydration, rainstorms, flash flooding, loose footing, boot packed ice in the winter, rock falls, even encounters with wildlife, and of course, the extreme Arizona heat. At the Colorado River, additional hazards include hypothermia, due to the river's consistently cold temperatures, trauma due to collisions with boulders in those rapids, and drowning. The trail also has many switchbacks, and a bad fall can result in serious injuries. Interestingly enough, squirrel bites at Plateau Point are the leading cause of animal injuries to park visitors. Now, canyon temperatures routinely top 110 degrees in the summer, and that ridiculous heat combined with the exertion of climbing 4,380 vertical feet over nine and a half miles results in about 200 heat-related rescues in the park each year, most of them on the Bright Angel Trail. In fact, a spate of deaths 10 years ago prompted the creation of PSAR, or the Preventative Search and Rescue Team a team of rangers that patrols the trail, assessing individual hikers, dispensing water to the suffering, and urging the unprepared to seek safety. Experts suggest that this hike is one to start in the mild temperatures before dawn. At the bottom, they say to cool off in the creek and carry lots and lots of water. Experts recommend drinking five to six liters on this round trip and pace yourself on the ascent. One veteran hiker of the Bright Angel Trail advises, Don't go steadily until you drop dead. Rest for 15 minutes of every hour you climb. 
and delay your return until evening and finish your hike by headlamp. Number one on our list is Mount Washington, New Hampshire. Now this one will blow you away. Like literally blow you away and off the mountainside. Known by many as the most dangerous small mountain in the world, the 6,300-foot summit of Mount Washington once held the world record and still holds the Northern Hemisphere and Western Hemisphere records for directly measured surface wind speed at 231 miles per hour, recorded on the afternoon of April 12, 1934. The weather of Mount Washington is notoriously erratic. This is partly due to the convergence of several storm tracks, mainly from the Atlantic to the south, the Gulf region, and the Pacific Northwest. The vertical rise of the presidential range, combined with its north-south orientation, makes it a significant barrier to westerly winds. These factors, combined with others, result in hurricane-force wind gusts observed from the summit of the mountain on average of 110 days per year. Wow. The wind, not surprisingly, brings numerous hazard, weather, wind chill, visibility, pushing hikers off course, and even blowing individuals from high points, resulting in injury and death. Around 150 fatalities have occurred on the mountain since 1849. No surprise. Most are due to hypothermia and not only in winter. These are called the White Mountains for a reason. Even days that are 70 degrees in the valleys below the peak have seen hikers ascend the mountain with fatal consequences. The average temperature at the summit is 27 degrees Fahrenheit year-round. I'm not so sure that I'm up to taking the risk of trying any of these hikes anytime soon. You know, to each their own. I am more than happy to leave these hikes to the people who get their dopamine fix from the physical rush of a dangerous hike. I do believe, however, that calculated risks are important in helping all of us thrive and progress in life. Never taking risks makes it impossible for us to progress beyond our status quo. If we never take any risks, we almost guarantee we can't discover our potential. Take a leap of faith. Try something new start that podcast, whatever it may be, it will be worth trying. Success will bring success and failure will bring new wisdom and perspective. To put it in the words of Alex Hunold, famous for his free solo ascents of some of the largest rock faces in the world, you will always feel fear, but over time, you will realize the only way to truly manage your fear is to broaden your comfort zone. Remember to join us next time for part two of America's Scariest Hikes, Haunted Trails Edition.
Thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast. For more information, show notes, pictures, or just to say hi, check us out at immortalsoulspodcast.com, Instagram, or Twitter. Original theme music by Scott Spriggs. Five-star reviews are always helpful and hugely appreciated. Until next time, keep walking the roads less traveled.